Welcome to another episode of An Hour of Your Life. Um, my name is Kim, and I think that I have remembered how to use my words this week and how to talk. And I am Steve, and today we are going to be talking about... Kim? Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Okay. Yay, so, buttons. Yay, buttons. Okay, so as we're talking about conspiracy theories, first off, I want to say that I have been really excited about this episode all week long. That's all you've talked about all week. Yeah, a lot of episodes. So we are not going to get into specific conspiracy theories. Today we're going to talk... This week. This week. We will. We will, but not not this week. Yeah, this is going to be a series. This is part one of a series. Yeah, I don't think there's any way we could have kept this to an hour. So today we're going to just talk about... Why do people believe and who believes who and why and go along those lines right there? Okay, but a couple of things before we start out. Okay, Kim's disclaimer. I <laughs> why does it have to be my disclaimer? Um, I I'm a very judgmental person, and I'm going to really try very hard not to uh publicly pass judgment on people who believe in conspiracy theories because I I don't really I mean there are some that I'm like maybe I could see it like aliens but um there are other ones that I just I don't know they seem a little far-fetched to me but there are three things that I, I'm sorry I'm going to pass judgment on you and I probably will publicly pass judgment on you well, and shame them for you no no no, no 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 okay if you don't vaccinate your kids if you believe that the moon landing is fake and if you believe that the earth is flat. I believe that you're just wrong out there. Yeah. Okay. So there's my disclaimer. Okay. So just keep in mind, we are not passing judgment on anybody because we do have friends that believe some of these things. Right. And and it's not about, you know what, as we get into this, some of the things that we may have thought, some of the the prejudged ideas we had, I think our research has debunked some of those things. Well, yeah, and and I, too, I consider myself a pretty open-minded person. So if I come across as judgmental on anything other than those three things, convince me. You can convince me. I will be more than happy to listen to your reasons and arguments, and as long as they are based in logic and not false all studies and fake narratives, then, you know, I'll take you into consideration. Okay. So some, some, but not all of the conspiracy theories that are out there, some of the major ones is the Holocaust. You know, there are people that believe that the Holocaust never happened. Yeah. You know what? Um, before we get into all of those, uh, 63% of Americans believe in at least one conspiracy theory. And I can see why. And we're going to talk about some of those that it's it's going to come up. Things that people thought were conspiracy theories that actually turned out to be true. Yeah. So, like, the, the Holocaust. There are people that believe that never happened. Anti-vaxxers, which Kim has already mentioned. <laughs> that is a conspiracy theory out there. The Kennedy assassination. The moon landing. Wait, wait, not- wait, wait. I actually have statistics on some of these. Okay. So, um... Of this, the people that believe um, the Kennedy assassination, people that believe that Lee Harvey Oswald was not alone, 47% of people don't believe. So almost half of Americans don't believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Which makes conspiracy theories 
powerful things, and they can be dangerous. Okay, so we... What was the other one? Moon landing? Moon landings? 11%. 11% of people think that the moon landing was fake. 9-11. Um, 23% of people think that 9-11 was an inside job. Area 51, which I am excited about because next month, people are planning on storming Area 51. Uh, also, side note on that one... Um, I don't have the statistics, but we are covering Area 51 on an upcoming episode of Mile 13, so look look for it here in the coming weeks. It, it'll be before September 20th. QAnon. Some people believe this. Some people think it is all conspiracy theory. Okay, so not QAnon specifically, but 29% of Americans believe in, um, quote-unquote, the deep state. So basically that there is a shadow government of... Um, very political or very conservative politicians that are that's actually like running America. Okay, so the deep state, and some people will say it is not conservative; it is liberal. People with agendas, either which side you're on, liberal or conservative. Yeah. So you know, let's make that clear. Epstein. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a show oh, all to itself. I I am totally on the in the Epstein camp. Like, I don't believe that was a suicide at all. Yeah, there, there's some whoppers going to be coming out of this <laughs> one when, when everything gets settled and investigated. Yeah, I'll, I'll put myself in that camp. There you are know, not a lot of conspiracy theories that I believe, but that's one of them. If the FBI comes up and says, no, purely suicide, you watch. Okay, I, I am going to be Notre Dame here, and it is, it's going to happen. I mean, they're already out there. Pearl Harbor, Iraq, and chemical weapons. Devices spying on us. That's an old one. Yeah, but it's out there. Yeah. J. Edgar Hoover. A lot of conspiracy theories about J. Edgar. Roswell and UFOs. Cash- Which is not the same as Area 51. Area 51 and Roswell are two different places. Right, but I just Just lumped, so you know. Yeah, I just lump Roswell and UFOs yep. together right there. Okay. And um, back in 1958, Castro accused the United States of creating Hurricane Flora... They killed about a thousand Cubans. He he claimed that so that like was that. So that was, that was cloud seeding or whatever. I don't know, but that's um, that's one of the things that's out there. Some of the other ones. Twenty two percent of people believe that climate change is a hoax, not global warming, but climate change. Which I that's an interesting one to me because I don't understand how you can possibly believe that climate change, which is a natural phenomenon is a hoax. Like, it, the earth warms and cools. It always has for millennia. Okay, we're not getting into <laughs> specifics. 21% of people believe in the Illuminati. Okay, I've seen the movies. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, 21% of people believe that that's an actual yeah, thing. Okay. The and Illuminati like, is real and, and that they are controlling the world. And a lot of these conspiracies can be tied to one another. And yeah. That, and that, we're going to talk about rabbit holes here in a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to start off with, those are just some of the conspiracy theories. There are many, many more, and we're not going to deny it. We're just kind of giving you a little warm-up to get started here. So, why do people believe in conspiracy theories, and who are these people? All right, so I have um, evidence, well, evidence, I guess, um, from a couple of different studies. Uh, One of them... One of the actual first studies done on conspiracy theories was done at Rutgers in 1994. 
Um, and before that, I mean, there have always been conspiracy theories, but before that, they hadn't really been studied um, scientifically very comprehensively. So in 1984, Rutgers University did a study of 348 residents of Southwest New Jersey. And in this study, uh, they found that there was no real strong correlation between gender, educational level, or occupation. Um, and I, I believe this was the, yeah, this was the study that I actually read. Um, there was another study that we'll, I'll talk about in a minute that I didn't actually read the study itself. I just read kind of the findings, but the, I actually read the Rutgers story or the study. You can find it on JSTOR. Um, so there's no strong correlation between gender. So men and women both believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, I thought it was really interesting. Educational level doesn't seem to have an impact on whether or not you believe in conspiracy theories. No, and I have some studies from some other people here that support that. You know, what's interesting, before we get into this, a lot of these things will tie in together, and there are multiple studies that support yeah. each one of these conclusions. Um, your occupation doesn't really matter what you do for a living, uh, whether or not you believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, they did say that younger people are only slightly more likely to believe conspiracy theories than older people, hmm. which I thought was interesting because um, for me personally, I, I kind of went into this with a little bit of bias, thinking that most of the people who believe in co um, conspiracy theories are middle-aged to older white men. Um, but I think that's mostly because those are the only people that I personally have heard conspiracy theories from. But interestingly enough, African Americans are significantly more likely to believe conspiracy theories than white or Hispanic people. And when we start talking about distrust in the government, mm -hmm. this I think this will become clear as to why that. This study at Rutgers said there is a strong correlation with anomia. So basically, the more anonymous you are, the, the less um, sort of authority you have over your own life, the more likely you are to believe in a conspiracy theory, which makes sense. It, it's a way of um, sort of taking ownership of your life again. Uh, in 2010, there was a study by the University of Westminster, um, and that study found that as opposed to ice, like believing in an isolated theory, um, you conspiracy theory is uh, it's more of like a worldview as opposed to um, just believing it. You're not going to believe in one conspiracy theory. You're going to believe in multiple. Yeah, and theories. and I read some things that you could go either way. You just don't believe what anyone's saying. That you could be convinced that. Point A, or you could be just as equally convinced. Point B, mm -hmm. it's just the fact is you don't trust what you're being told. Right. Okay. So, um, well, it, th there's a guy <laughs> named Christopher French. He's a psychology press professor at Goldsmith University of London. He says this: although conspiracy beliefs can occasionally be based on rational analysis of evidence, most of the time they are not. Yeah, and the University of Westminster study pointed out that um, people who believe in conspiracy theories are more likely to be cynical about the world in general and politics in particular. They're more likely to have low self-worth, especially with regard to ability to control the world at large, which correlates, um, you know, underscores that Rutgers study in 94 that said that people who have no, you know, that are largely anonymous 
and have no um, real ability to stand out in the world. Um, and there's, interestingly, a correlation between conspiracy theories and strong support of democratic principles. So um, people who, like, for example, a lot of people who believe in conspiracy theories will cite the Second Amendment, um, don't take my guns away, as a, um, like, that is one of the conspiracy theor- theories, When you mentioned false flags, is that is one conspiracy theory is false flags, um, and the idea that the government creates things that happen in order to disrupt the democratic process. Yeah. Well, several experts, off a couple of the studies I read, several experts all say, say that it's based on patterns and casual connections that are not there, especially when events are beyond our control. So that's exactly what you're saying right there. Also, we're, you know, we're going to talk about things like confirmation bias and going down the rabbit hole. The internet really contributes to this. Basically, you search for something and then you get additional links to follow that support that belief. There are algorithms that will have you chasing down these rabbit holes. And I I just, as I'm researching this, I read that YouTube is aware of this and YouTube is actually taking measures to stop that so people aren't chasing down these rabbit holes. Or are they? Or are they? But maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, my goodness. I get the button. Um, I want to go back to something that you just said about um, making sense. Uh, or what did you say about, um, like, trying to make sense of things? You're not listening to me? No, I am. I just can't remember exactly what you said. Oh, um, patterns and casual connections. Okay, yeah. So, um, actually, there is a scientific biological reason behind that there's the amygdala the part of the brain that controls your processing in times of crisis that part of your brain prompts repeated assessment of information because it wants to your brain wants to make sense of things that seem unnatural or scary or like not part of like you you can't comprehend them so you and it goes back to your confirmation bias and your rabbit holes um you want to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. And so you read the same thing over and over and over again. And you, without even realizing it, you actively look for things that support your ability to make sense of. Um, So you actually sort of scientifically, biologically, you sort of cobble together whatever you can in order to make sense of something, a crisis or a tragedy that's happened. Yeah, well, there's also proportionality bias. Big events have big causes. Mm-hmm. 9-11. That couldn't have just been terrorists who wanted to take down their buildings. There has to be more to that. I mean, it, it had yeah. to be that the government was behind this and they planted charges to bring the Twin Towers down. It, it has to be. I'm yeah. not saying that. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. this is what they, what they believe, that proportionality bias. Yeah, and it goes, I mean, again, it goes back to that is not a natural act. Flying an airplane into a building is not something that any, like, nobody, I remember when when I watched it live on TV and just, it does, it feels like your brain short circuits for a minute because that's so unnatural and you can't make sense of it. In our Western world. Right, well, yeah. And so it, it just, like, I don't know, a cultural thing, I guess, maybe, is that you, that that seems so illogical, and so it's, <laughs> on a lesser scale, a much lesser scale, it's like when you were a kid, 
and you would go to the grocery store or something and you'd see your teacher and that that person is not in the right context it's the same kind of thing like you mean your english teacher shouldn't be buying cereal yeah your english teacher belongs at school not at the grocery store subject once verb twice and put parentheses (laughs) around the prepositional phrases thank you mr mullins it's the same with um major crises like that you an airplane does not belong in the side of a building and yeah i understand so what you're saying your brain has to make sense of it somewhere and enter the conspiracy theories yeah and there's also this thing about false beliefs that people have they some people put an effort into not believing and that's where we can get into these some of the like the false flags and the people who are maliciously spreading things mm-hmm. out there that can really be harmful to people yeah i you've done all the research i'm just Tagging okay. along. Okay. So the research also shows, shows that some people who feel socially marginalized are more likely to be believe in conspiracy theories. Right. And that goes okay. back and to the that's, that's what studies you said. that we talked yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. And we, we both, Kim and I both do independent studies on this so that when we're talking, we don't share notes before we go into this. So, and it's also these people know secrets or they have knowledge that others don't have. So it makes them bigger. It makes them feel more yeah, important. Yeah, it makes you feel like yeah. you're somebody because you have the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, now here's one that could be a little controversial for somebody. A guy named Josh Hart, who is a psychologist, says that people with a certain personality trait and cognitive styles are more likely to be in conspiracy theories. So basically... People who are suspicious, untrusting, eccentric, and need to feel special. These people also can see patterns that don't exist. Yeah, that goes back to the University of Westminster study. Yeah. Um, the people that have low self-worth, um, you know, you, you, you want to um, feel better about yourself, so you either make up stuff or actively seek out stuff that you know that other people don't know. Well, heart came up with a term, it's called schizotherapy, which I think I'm saying that right. Schizopathy? Yeah, maybe. But it's borrowed from the name schizophrenia, but it is not a clinical diagnosis. Interesting. Yeah, it's, but I I don't know how much work he actually put in it. I just read from his study, this is what he said. And people will also tend to gravitate politically. The the conspiracy theorists will tend to gravitate to what they believe in. So a liberal is going to go on the internet and find stuff, and they're going to start going down rabbit holes to support what they believe. And the same thing on the conservative side, they have their preconceived notions. And as they do research and think about things and look things up, they're going to go down their rabbit hole to support what they believe in. Right. Yeah. So you can't, you can't maintain a conspiracy theory and an open mind, basically. You can't really, if you are very politically conservative, you're not going to go looking on liberal websites for, like, you're not going to intentionally try to dispute yourself. Yeah. And And same with if you're liberal. You're not going to go on conservative websites and find, you know, stuff that's going to go against your worldview. Yeah. And the final thing that I read with what Hart said is these people are more likely to see non-human objects like triangles on a computer screen moving in a random pattern and think they were actually acting intentionally. In other words, they inferred meaning and motive where other people don't. Hmm. Yeah, I I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. That is interesting because um, that is a 
mental health, um, like that is part of uh, a couple of different mental health tests, screenings. Um, that is one of the exercises. So I, even though it's technically not uh, recognized as a mental health disorder, that same outcome is is part of mental health screenings and is recognized as so. I, I would be interested to see if that one day is rec- recognized as a mental yeah, health but I think we I think we need to make the distinction here that it is not everyone who believes in a conspiracy theory has mental health issues. There no, are I some mean, people almost fifty percent of people. You know, with the JFK assassination thing, fifty percent of the United States is not crazy. Yeah, and so you know when. You have a theory out there, you know, maybe if you are making a theory up, like something happens, like Kroger's got to be putting this in our cereal to make us do that with absolutely no evidence, nothing. It's just something you come up with in your head. Maybe then we have a problem, but... I would agree. And in the same way that I would say that, um, for example... uh, you know, gun violence is a huge issue right now um, because we live in Dayton where there was just a, a shooting. Um, I don't think you, I don't think anybody would say that a mentally sound person goes and shoots somebody intentionally. No, I wouldn't either. So it's the same, it's the same thing. Like uh, if, if you are mentally sound, you're not going to just make up something. Uh, you're not just going to make up a conspiracy theory out of nowhere to cause because conspiracy theories in basically are they cause harm to somebody and at some point they can yes so if you are mentally sound you're not going to intentionally go out of your way to create something that's going to cause harm to somebody right and i agree with that 100% but so we've we've talked about this do you have anything else on why or who um no it's really very broad uh, it's men and women. It's educated and uneducated. It is uh, the only real correlation seems to be um, between people who feel sort of disenfranchised. So, again, um, this study um, that uh, by Rutgers was showed that African Americans were significantly more likely to believe conspiracy theories than white people or Hispanic people. However, that was in 1994. So I'm very curious if that study was done today in our current political climate, if the same results would still hold true. I don't know. I just don't know. But I because will tell you this. if you look at it from when were the – we were just watching something about the Rodney King um, beating yeah. the other day. Wasn't that around that time in the mid-90s? In the, yes. Yeah. So th- that kind of makes sense. If you were to, if you were to ask – um, a more, a his, a, the same population, I wonder if the Hispanic percentage would go up with the ad, you know, the advocation of a border wall and um, all of the news coverage of illegal immigration if more of the Hispanic population, based on media coverage of world events and American events, would if their numbers of conspiracy theory beliefs would go up. Maybe so. I don't know. And that's, I mean. That's interesting. I just, and there's no way to know that unless somebody were to redo the study today. But but. I'm going to say this though. We're talking about conspiracy theories, but what if they are true? 
What if they are true? If they're all true, I just give up. Okay, well, let me, done. Get, let me go. <laughs> okay, well, here's some conspiracy theories that have been debunked. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Yeah, because no matter what we say, no matter how much evidence, there are some people going to say, that's a load of crap, oh, and, yeah. and I don't believe it. So, yeah. l- like anything in the world, nothing is going to be 100%. But let me cover a couple. And this one, the first one is going to set you off. Oh, boy. I know it's going to set you off. But here's here's what... Are you going to cut my mic? No, I'm not going to cut your mic. So, But here's one. It says, Roswell. Okay. Okay, we all want to believe that there are aliens and they're stored out here in Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. I actually don't and believe now, that. And now they've been moved to the Gold Vault at Fort Knox. I don't believe that, but okay. okay. Well, I've read, I've seen those, <laughs> okay. But... So when Roswell happened, we're not going to go into detail because, again, Roswell could be an entire show. This is just things that they say have been debunked. It wasn't a weather balloon, which the government claimed, but it was a balloon from Project Mogul, which was a Cold War attempt on spying on Soviet nuclear weapon development. Yes. I actually, um, we, I covered this on Mile 13, on the show that's going to be coming out. Uh, I... I actually kind of believe that one. I actually believe that it might be, and I don't know. Okay, so here's the thing with Roswell. And I know you don't want to get into it, but you brought it up. You opened the door. No, I don't want to get into it. You opened the door. So originally the guy, Mac Brazell, who was the guy who found. The farmer. The stuff. Yeah, he was a rancher. Um, He found the stuff. He reported Stuff initially that didn't sound like a UFO, like sticks and bits of foil and things like that. Project Mogul, what it was, is basically they, the idea was to put um, sort of cameras on balloons, basically, to spy on the Soviets and to try to find where um, they were doing bomb tests. And it was, the government came out with it and admitted it. It was top secret at the time. After the incidents in Roswell, they were kind of forced to say, okay, we've been doing this. And then they ended up scrapping the project because it was really expensive and it didn't work. So I, I, okay, I do believe in aliens. And I do believe that aliens have visited the earth. And I know you think I'm crazy for this, but... I totally believe that. No, I just want to get back on topic because I don't want to get off into those because we can do a whole episode on Roswell. But we're not going to. But we're not going to because that one's been done a lot. Okay, some other conspiracies that have maybe been debunked. That the United States was accused of militarizing the weather. But we go back and Castro accused the United States of this and the United States was accused of militarizing the weather during the Vietnam War. And when, in fact, the U.S. did see clouds in Vietnam to increase rainfall in an attempt to hinder North, uh, North Vietnamese movements. But they tried to cover it up by, by confusing the facts by saying it was in Laos or it was in Cambodia. Another one is the government denied UFO investigations for years, but in 2017 the government confirmed the existence of the Advanced Aerospace Threat ID Program. They actually spent about $22 million of this. Yeah, and they actually have released um, video or audio excerpts from, like, naval corpsmen and stuff that they sound terrified. They see things that they can't explain. 
Um, and, and they sound, and this is why I believe that there is, there is stuff out there. And, and we're just talking about America here. There are other nations all over the world that have evidence of this stuff that they have released that we haven't released. Okay. Here's a good one. Bad booze during the depression. The, the conspiracy, and this one's kind of true, kind of half true, that the United States during the depression poisoned alcohol to discourage people from drinking alcohol because we had the, uh, what was it, the 18th Amendment? Prohibition? Yeah, prohibition to discourage that. Now, the fact was, yes, about 10,000 10, 10, people died from bad alcohol because the government was putting poison or denaturing the alcohol to make it non-drinkable. But the, the reason they were doing it, they started this actually in 1906 before prohibition came about. They started doing this because that was a way around taxation, because they were only able to tax alcohol that you could drink. So that's kind of true and kind of half true. You mm. have to, but that's one of those things that if you just research, there are plenty of websites out there that will say oh, the government was poisoning alcohol to discourage people from drinking. But when you dig deeper, this was happening way before, and it wasn't to discourage people from drinking. It was only the taxation thing. I mean, I don't trust the government, period. But it's not because of conspiracy theories. I don't trust the government because I don't trust politicians because I believe that politicians actually work to the benefit of themselves as they are paid by lobbyists as opposed to the benefit uh, benefit of their constituents, which might be its own conspiracy theory. I don't know. That could be its own conspiracy <laughs> theory. Okay. But then there's also a thing called Project MK Ultra, which Ooh. was a... MK Ultra, which was a CIA mind control program. My first thought was men who stare at yeah. goats. Yeah, okay. Project and, uh, MK Ultra. This one's yeah, a good but one. what they did is they experiment with drugs on humans, mm -hmm. but the purpose was to enhance interrogations. And it started back in 1953. It scaled back in 1964 and 67, and it didn't finally end that we know of until 1973. And this is where we've, we've heard, we've read about the people where um, they were experimented on with LSD, but there were many other techniques that were used. Some were... Um, this is the psychic projections, right? Yes, that could have been in that... So too. basically, yeah, so Project MKUltra, uh, my understanding of MKUltra is basically the point is that they wanted to... Um, because you, you only use about 10% of your brain, and... But there are other cultures, for example, some really intense Buddhist monks can con control their body temperature at will. And so... The, um, I can. <laughs> if I want to feel warmer, I'll put on a sweater. Oh my gosh. So anyway, they, um, the government wanted to, was basically trying to mess with um, human consciousness and human awareness and tap into that other 90% of your brain. Um, and... They thought that perhaps part of the human brain could be used to sort of astrally, psychically project into other areas. So, like, they wanted to. If you if you really want to see, go go watch Men Who Stare at Goats. Like, it it really does a good job of explaining kind of what it is. Um, they the government basically wanted to see if they could get people sort of hallucinogenic, I guess, enough that they could project their mind into a Russian lab room or whatever, 
halfway across the globe and see what was going on. And that was an actual, that was an actual belief that they were testing. Yeah. So. Which now sounds crazy, but. Well, they were government funded for years. They were doing it. I've seen the, uh, the shrimp on the uh, treadmill. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. So right now I think we can all safely say that we, I mean, you've said that for years there have always been conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. Before. Kennedy, Pearl Harbor. We probably go we back to we, the Middle Ages and have conspiracy yeah, theories. I, I think my research didn't go back that far. But <laughs> right now, can we just agree that the internet makes this much easier? The internet s- is bad. Yeah. Who says? I say. Studies say. Yeah, the internet is is super bad because it just feeds. It doesn't dispute. It just feeds you. It feeds your theories. It lends credence to your theories. It lends credibility to your theories. It makes you sound like a more rational person because you can cite all of these false, inaccurate Just like us with a podcast. (laughs) Right? We are now experts on this. Exactly. But here's a word of caution, folks. Just a word of caution. Not everything on the internet is true. What? <laughs> Lies. Social media, which gets lumped in with uh, the internet right there, I think. But, you know, the memes. It is so easy to spread through all these different social media oh, platforms. It's just so easy to spread rumors and spread these conspiracy theories right now. One of the things that... so. Um, there, I mean, there's a couple things that I could go into here. One of my passions is media literacy, which is basically just knowing that you are manipulated by um, corporations, basically. that um, We live in a consumerist culture, and every, everybody is trying to sell you something, whether it be an individual, whether it be a company, whatever. And media literacy is just basically the idea that you understand that and that you recognize that and... Buy whatever they're selling if you want to buy whatever they're selling, but understand that they are everybody is trying to get you to buy something. Yeah. Even us. We're trying to get you to buy into our podcast and listen to us weekly. And we present ourselves a certain kind of way so that you, we hope that you will be interested and listen to us on the regular. And oh commercial, guess what? What? With the number of downloads that we're getting someone other than us is actually listening to our podcast so whoever is out there (laughs) in the entire world whoever's listening to our podcast thank you yeah thanks we appreciate you thank you okay um but the other thing i was gonna say is something that so my mom used to work for a courier service um so like back before amazon and stuff she would deliver uh like blood to hospitals and just different things to different places and one of the things that she taught me, and this uh, actually could be kind of dangerous information, I guess, maybe, but um, she said if, because we would always, I would go with her to work sometimes. Well, I'll just make a note here in case we have to. Yeah. It. Um, I would go with her to work sometimes, and, you know, she had a uniform, and there would be times in the hospital that she would walk through doors that say no admittance or whatever, and nobody would bat an eye because she was wearing a uniform and carrying a, a cardboard box. And in the army, if always, you want to look official, yeah, she carry, always taught me carry a clipboard. Yeah, she taught me that one of the secrets to getting people to take you seriously is just look like you belong there and have 
authority. So basically kind of fake it till you make it. But if you look like you belong there and you look like, why would you question my being here? People won't. Yeah, I mean. Which is scary. It's really scary. Okay, and and here's another thing that can help spread these uh, conspiracy theories. People, as they're doing their research, as they're looking at things, and keep in mind, we have tried to be very open-minded as we've done our research on this, but people will ignore facts that don't support their beliefs. They will just dismiss it like, that's a conspiracy theory right there, and I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, like the anti-vaxxers. That's kind of the first one that comes to mind. So anti-vaxxers will cite a study. Go ahead, get on your soapbox with (laughs) anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers, at first they cited a study by this one guy that said that vaccines cause autism. Well, then that guy later retracted his story and said that he made up all of his evidence and that there actually is no link between vaccines and autism. So then um, anti-vaxxers at that point, you know, you don't want to look like a fool so then they had to latch onto something else because they put all their eggs in the anti-vaxxer basket. So now it's, oh, we have to look at the ingredients. Look at the ingredients in vaccines. You're putting formaldehyde in your body. You're putting which, this. You're putting that. Which goes back to what we've already talked about yeah. by some of these experts that, and we've already discussed that. Yeah, that's your confirmation bias. Lose. Yeah, you 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 don't want to lose face. You got to you've already invested so heavily into this belief that you're going to find whatever you have to find to make sure that you can still cling to your belief. It takes a very strong person to admit, nope, I was wrong. Especially if you believe something really strongly, it takes a really strong person to say, you know what? Okay. I have all this evidence staring me in the face. I'm pretty good about admitting if I'm wrong. I'm pretty good about admitting and apologizing. But if you have all of this evidence staring you in the face, to be able to say, you know what, I was wrong. This is you're right. Yeah, that okay. takes a really strong person, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, you're absolutely right, and I retract what I said. Well, people will take statistically statistically small incidents and take them out of proportion to support their notions. And the anti-vaxxers is some is the prime example of this. Like, yes, people have died, people have been injured by vaccinations because they haven't. An and, allergic and reaction. reaction to it. Yeah. But statistically, when you across everyone who's been vaccinated, it's so small. It's like it's, less it's, than a tenth of a percent or something like it, that. It's less than that. But it's tragic in that case. But it's yeah. the good for all. I mean, apparently people decided immunity. it's well, worth the risk. Yeah. Well, herd yeah. immunity is so important because you do have people that are allergic to vaccines and that you know, can get very sick. I had um, one of the kids that I used to have in uh, my daycare class. Um, His mom was allergic to the MMR vaccine. And so when she had children, she had them tested before for the, you know, to find out if they were allergic. And both of her sons, I believe both of them are allergic to the MMR vaccine as well. So they they cannot have it because they are allergic. So they can't get vaccines. So they are depending on they are everyone dependent else on getting herd immunity. And I mean, and if you are truly allergic, then it's it's not it's not fun. Like it's not something cool that you want to do. She has to jump through hoops to get notes from their doctors for school and all kind of other stuff. It's not fun, it's not cool. Vaccinate your kids. Yeah. Well, I've got stories about anti-vaxxers. I'm not going to go into those because I might slip up and mention a name on some of them. Mm. But People will also label something to um, make it sound scary and mysterious, things that we don't understand. 
like no one trusts big pharma or the industrial oh, or the yeah. industrial military complex. Now I'm going to go out on the limb here and I'm going to say this one is I'll go ahead and say calling a rifle an assault weapon demonizes it, but the people that work with these weapons daily, they just look at this as as they work with this, they view it as just they label it completely different because it's not big and scary because they're familiar with it and they work with it. Well, and That's I, an example. And right I there. think too that, yeah, phrasing matters. So you are, when you use the term assault weapon, isn't every weapon an assault weapon? Well, really, I mean, I mean really every weapon, if you are using something to do a, a piece of broccoli can be an assault weapon. If you throw it hard enough, yeah, we're, we're going by the government label. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like the you use definition. the term assault weapon and it sound because assault sounds scary. You use the term firearm, it doesn't sound nearly as scary because it sounds I and I don't know the the logic behind it, but to me firearm doesn't sound as scary. It sounds um almost more clinical, I guess maybe, but you throw that term assault in there and it sounds yeah, it's, it's just a crime like, because assault is a crime. It's just like big pharma, yeah. the industrial military complex. It yeah. just sounds big, mean, and scary. And that's that. it goes back to it's out of our control. There's nothing that we can do with it. So we have to create a conspiracy theory to bring them down because we don't trust what they're doing. And again, it goes back to media literacy. Realize how you are being manipulated. And, and if you believe that, like if you, I'm not saying one way or another about guns, firearms, assault weapons, whatever. You believe what you believe. I'm not going to tell you what to believe. But realize that people use words intentionally. Nothing, nothing, especially in the media, nothing that you see is accidental. Nothing. It's all very intentional, made to get you to believe a certain a certain way. So just... If you want to call it, if you want to believe, you know, that guns are guns are dangerous in the wrong hands. If you want to believe that all guns are dangerous, then by all means believe that all guns are dangerous, but understand that somebody has informed you of that and you've believed somebody has has told you that and you've believed that. If you don't believe that all guns are dangerous, same thing. Somebody has told you that and somebody has made you believe that. Just in as, as an example. And it's true for anything. Not just guns, not just the hot-button topic of the day. Anything. Somebody has taught you that. And I would say that some of that is self-taught through experience. That's fair. Through your experience. Okay. So, so some people are self-important experts put stuff on the internet to feel important. And this is where we start getting into that dangerous mode. And, you know, we're going to talk about, like... Um, well, we'll get to that in a second about false, false flags. But not, again, knowledge is power. So if I'm feeling marginalized, if I put something on the Internet, it's got to be true because it's now on the Internet. And so now I'm important again. And sometimes false information is leaked to cover something up. So let's talk about like for UFOs and things like that in Area 51. So did the government allow this, you know, all the... The, the UFO and the alien stuff to, you know, for years and years, Area 51 was even denied that it even existed. So, I mean, obviously people knew knew about it. Yeah. So the government could have come out and said, no, this is where we do our testing of our secret, you know, our, our most secret aircraft and stuff like that. 
but do they let it go thinking, you know, no really harm for us. And as long as yeah, people as are believing as, in aliens. As long as they're looking what the left hand's doing, they're not looking at the right hand. Exactly. So, yep. Exactly. And ooh, I can't wait till September when they go out there in the storm. But <laughs> that could be a that could be a complete I fire. really hope that in September, here's what I hope happens in September. And it might. I hope that in September there's a huge party out in the desert um, near Area 51 that it's like a big music festival party get-together thing. And then nobody's actually, don't actually storm Area 51. You'll get shot. You, they will kill you. But just go out in the desert and have a good time. Leave the guards alone. They don't, they don't want to shoot you, but they will. Well. Because <laughs> it's a military installation. You can't, they'll, they'll, they'll shoot you. Don't do it. Yeah, and, and sometimes, um, I, I don't know. I mean, this is the flat earthers. If, if you don't see it with your own eyes, it, did, it didn't happen. And so it, it, there are just some people who are so untrusting that, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not just untrusting that if I didn't see it happen. Skeptical. Skeptical is, is the right word. If, if I didn't see it happen, it couldn't have happened. I, those people are dumb. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I I can't see plants making oxygen, but I know that they do. Yeah. Like, I, I'm. what do you want? Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, there are real dangers, though, to, to conspiracy theories, especially when they're spread maliciously. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to go into the conspiracy theory about, like, just what happened with our last presidential election. There, there's just so much uh, out there. Did the Russians do this Did you know to harm the president? Did they do this to try to help get him elected? You know, it, yeah, it's, just, it's just too much. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> want to go into that. But it's just these are when we get the danger. So look how preoccupied our country was with this. Yeah. And you know, who knows? And that can lead off. We can go down rabbit holes, all sorts of rabbit holes to try to figure out what's going on with that. But here's some real ones, too. When people take actions on conspiracy theories intentionally and made up to support their agenda. So back during the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton was involved. There was a conspiracy theory called Pizzagate, which basically Uh. said that Hillary Clinton and the Democrats were using this pizza place to uh, do human trafficking out of. And I think it was a restaurant in New York, or yeah, no, no, it was, to, it was in Washington, D.C. I think they had to shut down, didn't they? Well, the, the people who were running it, and it's, it's completely untrue. It's been completely debunked that yeah. this, this didn't happen. But ultra-right-wing people were spreading this, and what happened was a guy from North Carolina went up there and started shooting up inside that restaurant. Yep. The owner and the employees were also receiving death threats. So, you know... Malicious. Okay, so it's yeah. Okay, if you want to debate the the moon landing, okay, you're you're going to upset a lot of people who put in a lot of work to make that happen. And the men who actually walked on the moon is like, okay, yeah. I I was there, I saw this. I kind of got into it with somebody um, about a false flag. Somebody, one of the far right, um, basically, and we'll. We might get into this in another episode, but false flags and people. So basically, false flags. My understanding is the idea that the government or or false flag people will say that 
All a false flag is is just something to distract you from the truth. So um, it is. That's where you hear crisis actors. Well, they'll either deny it actually happened, or the facts reported don't support what you're seeing in the news and on TV. Right. So somebody started to say that um, El Paso was a false flag. That the thing that eyewitnesses that were at the El Paso shooting were saying different things than what the official, um, like officially happened. And then they, that, that same person lumped Dayton in there with that. And that really made me mad because I, I, to me, when you have something like that, I said, okay, first of all, it's, there's video of the Dayton shooting all over the place in the Oregon district. There's cameras everywhere. Our cops took out the shooter in 24 seconds and nine people died. Well, ten people died, and those those ten people are really dead. Like they're they're not making that up. There are ten people who are really dead. And when you claim that the government orchestrated this shooting, you're to me it's like you're spitting to, on the grave of to promote 10 an people. agenda. Yeah, you're spitting yeah. on the graves of ten people. Granted, one of them was a shooter, but he's still up. He is still a person who had parents who deeply mourned his death, you're, you're spitting on their graves when you do stuff like that. It's really offensive. Yeah, it's, false flags can be really, really hurtful to the families that lost people. And um, it, it's not taking sides, just pointing out the differences. Believe in what you want to believe. Like I said, if you want to believe that the moon landings weren't real, or whatever, that's fine. But don't go intentionally spreading things that are going to hurt people. That's actually kind of against the law. What's that? Slander. Yeah. That's borderline slanderous when you do stuff like that. It's borderline slanderous, and it's borderline against the law. So don't do it. Okay, so let's, let me ask a couple questions here. Let's throw this out there. All right, what do you think? What's, what's the difference between legend Versus conspiracy theory. And we were just watching The Mothman this morning. Is The <sighs> Mothman a conspiracy theory? I can't. No, I don't think so. I And we're going to do a show on cryptids one day, and I can't wait. I think legends, legends largely, I think, are harmless. And I, I think that's where, in my mind at least, where the line is. Conspiracy theories cause harm to someone or something. Legends don't. Legends a lot of times are more anonymous too, like Mothman. You know, you have people that say, I seen the Mothman. Uh, and, but it doesn't, aside from them possibly damaging their own reputation, <laughs> they're not really hurting anybody. Okay. So, why do you think, uh, aside from what we just discussed, like with uh, Project uh, MK Ultra, MK Ultra and seeding clouds and stuff like that, why do people distrust the government so much? I mean, I can tell you from my own point of view. No, from a research. <laughs> from a research <laughs> point of view, I don't know. I, I don't think that I am in the minority, though, when I say that I don't trust the government because, uh, honestly, because of lobbyists, because there are so many big companies that have their hands in so many pots that, um, you know, the po- politicians sit on the boards of these companies, big companies, and they stand to make a profit from... Um, you know, just different things that they enact into law, different policies that they have that directly affect 
big companies and things that they are sit on the board from and they are stockholders in. And I think uh, for me anyway, I think that that's a big part of the reason why I don't trust the government is because um, so many politicians are personally wrapped up in sort of extracurricular things that happen that directly affect yeah, and the I government. Mean, there, there are people who say that President Roosevelt knew that Pearl Harbor was going to happen and didn't do anything about it so they could get a war with Japan. There are people who I've say that. that there are people that say that President Bush knew that 9/11 was going to happen but didn't do anything because he wanted the twin towers to fall. He wanted he wanted the terrorist attack to happen so they could and then then the big industrial military complex gets in and then people make money off and all that good stuff. I mean, they're they're out there. I mean, you can just sit there and dream up anything you want to, but if you're going to dream something up, at least have some sort of fact or evidence, not just I think or I feel this happen. Okay. Yeah, and and so you're that's a valid point. Hold on, I might have to sneeze. Ah, no, I don't have to sneeze. Okay, that, but that's a valid point. But what I'm saying is that when you can show that this politician, be it president, senator, congressman, whoever, is on does profit from being on say I, I don't know company X's board or they're a, a massive stakeholder in company X and then they pass legislation to make company X's products more accessible, then they're going to make money off of it. And if there's a paper trail for it, then it's not a conspiracy theory if there's actually a paper trail. So let me ask you this. Do you think there's ever a valid reason for the government to start or allow a conspiracy theory to spread? Let's kind of touch on this, like, to to protect secrets. Yeah, to protect secrets, and I think to, um, yeah... I think I think that's okay to protect secrets. I don't think it's okay for them to influence the outcome of elections. Yeah, and we we've already talked on or touched on media and social. Oh, media. that's a whole yeah. big. So, but so, what do you in the end? What do you trust and believe? Two rational people can view a topic and see things two completely different ways. And the thing is, is so many people get emotionally invested in it too that you're probably never going to convince the other side. Yeah, and. Everything we've just talked about goes back to those original theories that the studies have shown. But I'll and tell you one thing, Kim. Ever since I saw The Lion King, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have trouble believing anything I see really... on TV. I mean, I saw Simba talk. Yeah, obviously. I saw that little lion cub talk. So real. It, it was so real. It was so, so real. Honestly, though. It's going to get worse. Yeah, and I think the bottom line is you just have to be adult about it. Like, you're not, if you have, if there are emotions involved, which there are in, kind, in things like this, you're never. You're probably not going to convince the other side. So just be a grown up and agree to disagree. You have your opinion. I have my opinion, and and that's fine. Just be civil. But don't be nice to each other. But don't spread stuff that's going to be harmful to yeah, somebody. Don't be don't be a hater. Okay, so so Kim, if someone wants to listen to us, how do they find us? Uh, right now, they can find us on Stitcher and Podbean. Um, Supposedly, we're on Google Podcasts. Supposedly, we're on Amazon. We have been able to find ourselves. But uh, really, if you just look for um, an hour of your life on Podbean or on Stitcher, you'll find us. If you want to email us, you can find us at alosthour at gmail.com. You, you got can, it this week. I got it this week. <laughs> I almost said mile 13 show, but um, that's a different thing. So uh, find us at 
alosthour at gmail.com is our email address. We're on, uh, speaking of social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter, or not Twitter. We're not on Twitter because I, twi- I don't like Twitter. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not cool enough for Twitter, so we're not there yet. And okay. we probably won't be. So we have moved our studio. Yeah, we're still in the beautiful Beautiful we're, studio. We're still in the beautiful studios of Beaver Creek, Ohio, but we've moved. We're not really in the beautiful studio. We're in the messy studio in Beaver Creek, Ohio yeah. at this point. But So basically, we've moved from what we call the nook, the family room, to the, the basement. Okay. Anyway, so. uh, thanks for spending an hour of your life with us. Talk to you next week. <laughs>